1: All right, all right. Welcome to episode 11. Today, I have none other than the son of Sahara with me, uh, Samir. Is it Troudi or Trudy? Trudy. Trudy, okay. Well, it's... Depending tr- on where you
2: are. The thing is, Trudy is like the English version, and it's an ar- Arabic name, so it's actually al Tarodi. So.
1: al Tarodi. that makes so much more <laughs> sense now. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, why if would
2: you <laughs> take the Al away from it? The, th- the, the reason why is because in my Swedish passport, this is T-R-O-U-D-I, Yeah. and when I moved to Dubai, actually the Ministry of uh, uh, Immigration, they told me to change my name. No way. Because they said, like, you're not spelling it like it's spelled in English. They told you how to spell it, yeah. So they changed my spelling or my Arabic name, my family name, from Al-Tarudi to Trudi. So So you've been given a name Yeah, I've been given a a new name when I came here. (laughs) That's insane.
1: (laughs) All right, so let me just start um, by saying I can understand... Like you being nervous and intimidated by the sheer size of me. And I don't want you to feel like, you know, that it's a big issue. Like I'm a humble, nice guy. Most big guys like me are like really nice down-to-earth guys. So, you know, don't at any point feel like, 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 you know, you should be intimidated or anything, right? That's good because my first idea was like, shit, this guy is so big. (laughs) Uh, What am I going to do, right? All this training I've been doing (laughs) and this guy who's not even a competitor is just huge, right? Yeah. Do you get that a lot when uh, people first meet you? maybe like young kids or something and they see you like at the pool at the beach and they're just like this guy's the hulk
2: yeah but i mean like the reaction you had now like this guy is big hmm. it's more from older people like oh i don't want to fight you yeah exactly yeah. there's like i can't fight yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> if someone comes up <laughs> i don't want to wanna me, fight you <laughs> if someone comes up to me and start fighting yeah yeah i probably exactly. don't know what to do yeah, the best thing you could do is just hold yeah. them really tight yeah that's so about yeah so I probably avoid a lot of fights just by yeah. looking, looking like me, <laughs> <mean. laughs> <Yeah>. working on <laughs> so, the base But I, I, I cannot fight. So, but, but that's a very common uh, comment. Like, mm. oh, I, I wouldn't want to fight you. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so yeah. they just
2: assume because you're big, you can fight. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. And do you notice that? I mean, what I, what I noticed, and even my wife was saying to me, is that when I'm at the malls and stuff, especially when I'm like really shredded or really yeah. in in position that it's more guys that look at me than girls like do you get that that guys are more kind of focused on how your definition is or whatever it's, because it's basically i would say 90 percent guys it that right? appreciate appreciate
2: yeah. and especially here it's mostly uh not to discriminate but it's mostly indians yeah. actually that like yeah the bodybuilders here yeah so they just want to c-
1: come up and take pictures and mm. Just whatever of, yeah. yeah so but it's mostly guys yeah but i mean i'm the same like if i if i'm at the pool or whatever and i see somebody who's in really good shape I, i'm always i catch myself staring yeah and then i'm like because i'm like i wonder what rear delt exercise he does to kind of <laughs> get his rear delts in that in that shape and that stuff but
2: i guess it's always like when you see something that is out of the ordinary mm. you stare yeah. if it's a fat person if it's a big muscled guy or yeah yeah or a midget or whatever, you will stare. It doesn't really matter why. Yeah, yeah. But most people actually do it of appreciation. Mm. So they uh, admire your physique. So I don't mind at all. Uh, But the thing is, some people seem to believe that they are invisible.
1: Mm. And they're they're not being
2: so obvious with it. Or that that, that I am deaf. (laughs) (laughs) Because people in... I can enter an elevator... And they can be like two friends in the elevator and they start talking about yeah, about me yeah, when yeah. I'm like, I'm 10 centimeters away from if them. anything, my eardrums are <laughs> musclier <laughs> yeah. and stronger and I can so, hear you. But I don't mind as long as it's because of they admire or think it's cool, mm. then it's fine.
1: Then yeah, it's cool. So where, where? let's let people know for the for the people that aren't your fans. Like, where are you originally from? Well, my mom is from Egypt okay. and my dad from Tunisia. I actually
2: didn't know now. I've known you for so long. I didn't know the Egyptian side at all. No. Yeah. Most people don't, yeah. but uh, they moved to Sweden, like, in the 70s. Mm. So, I was born and raised in Sweden. Okay. I was born in 1983 in Sweden. So, I was raised in Sweden, lived there for more or less 30 years mm. before me and my wife moved to Norway first. And then okay. from Norway, we moved here in 2014. And what made you decide to move here? Well, basically, it was because... Uh, the bodybuilding culture in the Scandinavian countries mm. is not that big and there are not so many opportunities to be able to live off like personal training mm. and things like that. And I decided that, wa- that I want to take the next step and uh, try to get my pro card. Mm. So I was still amateur when I moved to Dubai. Okay. So I, we, we actually went here on vacation in 2014 yeah. and I did a show at the same time. And we fell in love in the country, yeah. so we just decided, like, okay, let's go back home, save some money, and and, then get, up, and then get out. And if the worst, the worst thing that can happen is that we have to move back. Yeah. So yeah, well, so that's the reason why we moved here to be able to focus on my my competition, my career, and my personal training business as yeah. well.
1: So I find a lot of people do that as well when they come out here. They're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to try it for a year, and yeah. then ten years later, they're still here. And yeah. And they're
2: loving it. Yeah. I think, like, if you manage to succeed
1: and stay, like, the first year, mm.
2: then you're going to get stuck. Yeah. Uh, but I, we have a culture in Sweden that people go abroad and they work for, like, two or three months. Okay. And then, so I met a lot of people who tell me, like, how is Dubai? Can I come and just work for, like, a couple of months? Yeah, yeah. I tell them, it's not like that. Here. It's not yeah. like that because you need a huge capital to just start. Yeah. Because there's a lot of deposits yeah, yeah. and you have to have the the, the visa to get like uh, permits to get uh exactly. residency yeah. and just to get the apartment. So I usually tell them if you want to come, come and visit mm. on a visit visa. Mm. Just see what, st- like. see what it's like. Yeah. And then you can decide because if you're going to move here, it has yeah. to be at least for, I would say, like a year. Yeah. Don't
1: go on somebody else's because you might not like at yeah. all what they Ex- like. Exactly. Crazy. And with the whole... The culture thing is something like that because uh, a lot of my guests are, are from different backgrounds yeah. and stuff from the countries that they were born in or they live in. How did you find it in Sweden? Were you, were you accepted as a Swede growing up or were you also the Arabs, Arab slash Swede? And when you went back, if you went back to your home countries, were you accepted as the Arab there or were you the Swede? It's you know a very I mean. good
2: question. Uh, and I think about this a lot because for me, my home is Sweden. Mm-hmm. But where I felt like I was more, most home is actually Dubai, mm. because when I grew up in Sweden, there were not a lot of immigrants and Arabs. Mm. So uh, we, I actually never spoke Arabic. Mm. I wanted to like blend in, so mm. I always, I grew up with like real Swedes. So yeah. so my, what do you say, behavior mm. or mimic mirrored theirs kind yeah, of yeah exactly. So I feel like I'm Swedish. Mm. But, of course, they were not considering me as a yeah. Swede because I don't look Swedish. Yeah. Uh, my wife actually thought I was Swedish when I met her. Really? She, she, when her parents asked, asked her where I'm from, she said, she like, Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> <the whole reason laughs> so from. so, yeah. so she, she actually didn't know. So, But, yeah, and and also, I think, like, every time we went back to Tunisia, because I never lived in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. I was always there for vacation. Mm-hmm. They always called me, like... Uh, what do you say? Um, like the guy who lived abroad. abroad yeah, yeah. 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 So I was never accepted as a yeah, Tunisian, yeah. even in Tunisia. Yeah. And I was never accepted as a Swede by the Swedes in This the is Sweden. what happens with us, yeah. So I never felt that any place were home. Mm. I was like, I was tourist in my own home country and I was like... The tourist in the... Yeah. Tourist yeah. in Tunisia. So, and also it became like, so when I moved to Dubai, mm. here... I would say like, what is it, like 80% are expats, mm. I think, more mm. or less, yeah or 75%, something like this. So it felt like I was more in the same community yeah. as the rest of the yeah. people. Yeah. So even if this is not my home country and I will never be Emirati. Yeah. You still have an identity. I here still have so an can, identity yeah. and people don't see me. As an immigrant, yeah. they see me yeah. as a normal yeah. expat, because yeah,
1: exactly. most of them are. So, And then again, what is what is an expat? It's, this is so many different countries you could possibly be from. Exactly. And I get that a lot, because I don't look Arab as well. Yeah. Well, I think I do, but a lot of people mistake me for different countries. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose here, it's a lot easier to kind of blend in. I think than it is, in other places. for sure. But we're, I'm going to get a picture of this up uh, while we're talking about it now, yeah. because you weren't always... Old and jacked, right? N- no. <laughs> I actually started training
2: pretty late. I was 20 okay. when I started with the bodybuilding or the gym. Mm. Uh, and I yeah, I had dreadlocks. Full-on so dreadlocks, Full-on right? dreadlocks. And a band as <laughs> well, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I used to be a D- uh, DJ in a neo-metal band. Okay. And the reason why I started to train was actually because uh, the band that we had, most of the members after high school Mm. and they were going to go to university we actually split up and we moved to different cities yeah yeah. so naturally the band split up and i didn't have what do i do now i didn't have anything else to do because we we basically been playing and touring for the last four years Mm. because we were pretty big back then yeah Uh, so i started to to train in the gym and I've always been competitive. I mean, like, I mm. played soccer for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I started when I was 6. Yeah. And I stopped when I was 16 to do the music. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, like, I had it naturally in me to, to mm. be competitive. Mm. And i always been competitive in whatever things yeah. I did. So, when I started training and I saw, like, I got results pretty fast. Uh, well, first, the girl I was dating... Hmm. I was making fun of her and like because she was asking me, how big are you going to get? Yeah, yeah. So I bought a magazine just for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be like these guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you intend that that was where you were going with it? Or no, it no, no, no. This was, was just a just joke. Just a joke.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and the thing was, in that magazine, they actually had like good devices. And yeah, so yeah. I, I started to buy it and read all the articles, and I learned more and more. And then the, in one of the magazines, they had like this basically... An, at that time, it, it wasn't an online competition, but it was mm. a photo yeah, yeah. Yeah. competition in the magazine. So basically what you did, you took pictures okay. and you sent them in and then they judged F-O. you. Yeah. So, so I decided like, okay, next year, this is going to be my goal. Mm. So I trained for a year, sent the pictures in and they assessed my physique and I got good reviews mm. and I said, oh, why not try to compete mm. for real? So basically what I did, I, I started to train at the gym where I knew there were people that were competing. Mm, so right. they taught me how to, to diet, how right. to pose and all these things. Mm. So, so I trained two and a half years before I did my first show. And I competed at, I was 65 kgs. Wow. Yes. It's hard to imagine you. It's, it's hard to imagine myself at 65 yeah. kgs, let alone you. So, and I won my first four shows. So I, basically I got even more hungry to compete. So, I just, I just got bit by the iron bug and just kept kept going, so. Because it is addictive, right? It is. And especially if you, like, the training in itself is addictive because as soon as you see results,
1: Mm. you want more. Yeah, of course. And And also, somebody will say something to you, like, oh man, you look really good. or Or how did you do that? And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I never
2: trained because I had, like, bad self-esteem or anything like that Mm. because it's that's not the reason why mm. I train. I, I train because I had time and then I just wanted to compete because uh, I'm very competitive.
3: Yeah.
2: And training in itself teach you a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. You have to be rigid with the, with the meals, mm. with the diet. The times, the early time, mornings. consistency, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like people ask me, how do you become a good bodybuilder? And I tell them it's, it's all about consistency. Mm. You have to do everything day yeah, in and yeah. day out yeah. for as awesome. long as you can. I
1: don't think people understand what it what it takes. They don't, and especially if you nev-
2: if you, if they never tried. And I have all all people always people coming up to me and ask me how long I trained, mm. and they want to hear one year or yeah, two yeah, years yeah. or three years. Yeah, but I've been training for almost twenty years. I've been training yeah. for seventeen years with no interruption, yeah, or, yeah. except for when I had like small injuries. Yeah, yeah. But still, I managed to train around them and still kept Mm. training other muscle groups. And not just training, learning different techniques techniques and what works for you, which might not work for someone else. Yeah, and and the rest and everything. And, of course, you can build a good physique in a couple of years. You can. Mm. But, I mean, like,
1: some people expect it going to be big in Mm. three months. Mm. Mm. And that's not going to happen. Not at all. No. Yeah, especially, I think they don't understand... That the human body can only put on a certain amount of muscle a year. even. Yeah. You and know then, I mean? of course, it's genetics how much. I mean, like,
2: if mm. someone can put on 5kg, another one, maybe 10, then you have the people who don't put on anything. Yeah, So yeah,
1: and they just don't change at all. Exactly. Yeah, they might get a bit more, you know, yeah. toned or whatever, but they're not going to pack on the muscle. And exactly. A, I mean, I find that's an issue with a lot of trainers as well, that they, there's a lot of trainers out there who aren't qualified, who don't know what they're doing at all got a certain way and think it's going to work for everyone Whereas, for not. sure uh, and also there's a lot of trainers who can guarantee you results but mm. that's impossible how, how can you guarantee it someone can't. results when you don't know the individual exactly because I know. They, they might not even do anything you're saying exactly
2: and even if they do everything you say they might not have the genetics mm. so if anyone asks me like how long will it take for me to get this physique I say honestly the only thing I can do mm. is give you the tools mm. I can tell you what to eat how to train, and I can push you hard every workout. Then, whatever happens... The rest is... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the rest is up to you. Yeah. It's up to God how your physique yeah. develops. So,
1: it's all about genetics, how yeah. you respond. So I get that a lot. But one thing I want to ask you is, I've noticed something, and I, I don't know if you've noticed it as well. So, people like me, who aren't massive, but can get into decent shape, and people who aren't in decent shape, when we go to the gym, we wear the tightest, low-cut vest to show our chest and our shoulders and the, the shortest shorts just to show people we do have a bit of quads, yeah. just in case they were thinking because we've got small calves. I've noticed with professionals like yourself, mostly you guys wear really baggy clothes when you train. Uh,
2: I honestly don't like tight clothes because I feel like I'm imprisoned. Yeah, uh, So I like to train in baggy clothes. And then for me, of course, I like to see how I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I do. But for me, I train to compete. Mm-hmm. So how I look in the gym doesn't really matter because yeah. it's the results that I'm after is the stage physique. Yeah. Not what the other people in not the gym what are the other, yeah. what, Not yeah. even what they think about me or mm-hmm. whatever. So for me, when I'm in the gym, I'm there to, uh, what do you say, to perform. Yeah. So if I look good or if, or if I look bad, or doesn't it, does it does really matter. matter? Yeah. As long as I feel comfortable. Yeah. So, But of course, I train in like tank tops and shorts as well
1: sometimes. But yeah, but the shorts that you wear are, are mostly yeah. really baggy over yeah. the knee yeah. shorts. Yeah. Where me, I've got, let's probably say one eighth of the quad yeah. that you have. <laughs> and I want to show the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, want to show everyone this little line that I have there. The thing is, the less size
2: you have, and the more definition you have, you're going to look bigger if you can actually show off yeah. the muscles. Yeah, yeah. So, so I understand the concept. Yeah,
1: I, I've noticed so. that a lot. Like, one thing I also noticed a lot of is almost 99% of people that have beast mode written on their t-shirt are never in beast mode. <laughs> have you ever noticed that? <laughs>
2: yes. But, and yesterday, and this is so funny, I saw a guy who was walking by me and he had a t-shirt that said, hardest worker in the room. And I said, sure. <laughs> yeah, good." Cool. He didn't print it. Yeah. He bought it. Yeah. There's a company who makes these yeah, yeah. t-shirts. And I think like everybody says they are the hardest exactly. worker in the room. Yeah. But even the hardest worker in the room is not a hardest yeah, worker. Exactly. There's always someone who works out. But I mean like that. that guy, he wasn't even. Just on his phone. and yeah. Just, yeah, getting yeah. yeah.
1: I noticed that so much. Like people who have these, you know. Sayings on motivational it mostly, quotes, yeah, mostly yeah. the people that are wearing them are the people that are never in beast mode or are never, yeah, yeah never give up. And they gave up, I just seen you give up instead yeah. of doing yeah. the last three <laughs> reps. Do you know what I mean? I and mean, then the people who are serious, like you, would just wear a black t shirt with yeah. nothing on it. Yeah. Where do you find your clothes, dude? Do you have to go to specific bodybuilding sites or because you're not going to put on a pair of
2: Zara I'm skinny gonna, jeans? No, I'm going to be honest when it comes to clothes, I, I mostly wear like gym clothes. Mm. Uh, I'm sponsored by Gasp Industries. Mm so and, and they do oversized clothes yeah. uh, intended to be worn by bodybuilders mm. and I honestly wear those clothes more or less 24 yeah. 7 even when I'm not training yeah but there are places like uh, American Eagle for example they have big big uh, jeans that are also flexible really yeah a big York quad size yeah so there are. If you know what shop, but, you, yeah. you can you can actually find. But, it's but not, like, it's not easy to buy you a present, huh? No, <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: Not if you're gonna buy me clothes. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. But like, I mean, like normal clothes and like uh, suits and stuff. I have yeah. to like uh, custom customize. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. So, I stopped looking for normal clothes. Like, I can't go to any normal store and just buy store and it, yeah. just buy a t-shirt or a shirt yeah. it, it won't fit normally they, they don't have the the sizes and even if they have the size the proportions, people, of the the proportions sizes are the right, yeah. yeah. wrong
1: so yeah that's crazy yeah. and i think what people don't understand is the effort that goes into doing what you do because it's been a long journey for your pro card
2: it has been you know? i mean like some people they think they're going to get the pro card now in like one or two years mm. of training And I think it's because of Instagram because Mm. there are a lot of fake transformations and a lot of lies and bullshit flourishing Mm. on on the social media. But I would say like if you want to turn pro and if you have the genetics to turn pro, Mm. it will probably take you 10 years
1: Mm. of competitive. And it's not cheap. It's not cheap, it's but not cheap. also it, it's Especially not- before the sponsors and all that, and you have to fly to the competitions and you have to feed yourself. Exactly. And you're feeding yourself like three guys, really, if you, yeah. if you really want to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the food, the... I mean, it gets easier once you start getting, you know, sponsors who will then fly you over and stuff, once you've proven exactly. yourself. Exactly, But to get there, it's, it's, a, it's a huge investment for someone. I mean,
2: when I... Before I, we moved here to Dubai, uh, I worked 10 years as with normal job, mm-hmm. like eight or five job. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I was making all my money just to be able to support my Mm. competitive career. Mm. So, but when I turned pro, I started to get a few sponsors. But I mean, like, bodybuilding is nothing, nothing compared to other sports. Mm. Yeah, of course. You will never, ever be able to just be, to just make it out of sponsor money unless you're top five, ten in the world. Uh,
1: but the paychecks are pretty big for like if you win Olympia, right? It's yeah, over a million come, dollars. Yeah,
2: but I mean, like, how many people win Olympia? Yeah, right. One guy every year. The last eight. <laughs> and, uh, he, he wins the last. He wins yeah. maybe eight years in yeah. a row. Yeah. So he, that's one guy. Yeah. But I mean, like, sure. I ha- I have sponsors today that actually supports me pretty well. I have Knocko Bear mm-hmm. uh, I have Protein House that supplies me with my food. They mm-hmm. prep my meals, uh, and I have Smart Shake. You have your own yeah. smart shake as well, right? Yeah, You're I have your, my own shake. Yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> I got it from the muscle show yeah. so you gave it to me at the muscle. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like they are paying me, but it's not like it's not my main income. Mm. My main income is uh, personal training mm-hmm. and
1: online coaching, and I do like nutrition plans and mm. supplement plans and stuff like that. And uh, do you find that most of your your clients on the on- online side are are young people trying to get into the industry, or just young people who just want to get Bigger, but not like who want to compete as bodybuilders.
2: Most people are young guys who just want to get bigger Mm. or who want to get in better shape. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say maybe 10% of my clients are competitive. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And so the rest are like normal gym goers, Mm. but that want to actually focus more on their training and the results. Mm. They actually want to get out more of the training. Mm. than 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 they are getting at the moment, and they feel like they are lacking in the knowledge, mm. so
1: they need someone everybody needs a trainer right, like even trainers need trainers and and competitors who are at the highest yeah. level need i trainers. would
2: I would say like there's there is no competitive sport that there is someone mm. else who doesn 't know better than you mm. uh,
1: so you can always learn mm. from someone and probably the higher you get in the competition, the more you will need a trainer for those. I mean, like, the better you
2: get, Mm. the tougher the competition gets and the smaller the marginals get, Mm. the more the details Mm. actually matter matter and becomes important. So it's it's a game of inches. And, like, Mm. so, I mean, like, everything that you can do just a little bit better Mm. will actually pay off at the end. So, I mean, like, if you're... Cheat, for example, if you're cheating on your diet, it ca- maybe doesn't matter one day, mm. but if you do it a couple of times, then it will. Then it will it it will show when you're on stage. Mm. And also, it's for yourself. I mean, like if you stand on stage and you don't feel like you did 100, percent mm.
1: that's not where you want to be. You, have you done that before, where you've maybe come up with a bit more water than usual or a bit more, and you feel, oh, if I just did that one thing, then. I would have looked completely different today because it's such a, it's such a small thing. Like the difference to, you know, the carb loading yeah. by, by just a bit wrong or bit right. It's a very scientific process, right? It's not a case of I'm just going to get shredded and go on stage. No, and also the body changes from year to year. So mm-hmm. what worked for you last year, maybe not be working this year. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but yeah, as a answer to the question, I had a bad year last year. Mm-hmm. Because I started the year with injuries, uh, and then I decided instead of just resting and heal up, I decided to go full on anyway. And mm-hmm. that's what, that was probably the worst desi- decision I I
1: took. So everything just went was this went to shit after or before the pro card? No, this is after after the pro card. Because yeah, yeah. now you're like, well, I got my pro card now, I have to turn up and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah, you also feel you feel obligated to the sponsors
2: as mm. well, so. And also the thing is, if you don't compete, people will forget about you. Mm. If you don't do a show like every year, Mm. people will forget about you. So, But also you have not only an obligation to the sponsors, you have an obligation to yourself to actually look the best. Mm. And I didn't do that last year. Mm. So that's why I want to redeem myself this year. And I've been pushing very hard. And I was supposed to go to Korea last week, but I couldn't get a visa. Oh really? So because normally I have I have a Swedish passport, so normally we don't need a, yeah. <laughs> a visa. Yeah. But this the, pan- this, the, the pa- yeah. pandemic situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. has messed everything up, and also the US closed their borders, so I can't go to US and compete either. So I'm, and now these competitions still going on. Yeah, yeah. they are going oh, on, so but they're out but you can't I'm get. But I'm missing out on the shows. Yeah. So there is another show now in Korea in three weeks. And I have a, a close uh, dialogue with the with the promoters, and they are trying to get me a visa through the Ministry of Justice there in, in Korea. But they say it's hard, so we'll mm. see what happens. Because even if I get a visa, it might be like two weeks quarantine. Mm. But I have a friend here that might be able to help me to to get an, a quarantine exemption, so mm. I, I don't have to do the two weeks quarantine. So I can just go there. Mm. But I need the permission first from Korea,
1: so... It's not sad so that the amount It's crazy, the thing is, and also
2: it's, it's difficult to motivate yourself to stay on track when you don't know if and when things are going to happen, because I've been dieting now for 20 weeks, and wow. 20 weeks is normally a little bit longer than I usually diet, yeah. because I started my diet because I thought I was going to compete in Spain in July, mm. and then that show got postponed. in it's Korea... Then it was Korea who was the next one. So, okay, I kept going for Korea. And I couldn't get away to Korea. Mm. And then it's another one in Korea. Well, actually, it was first it was one in Tampa next week. But I can't go to Tampa because mm. the U.S. is closed. So the next one is Korea. So I'm mm. waiting for that one. Uh, and if I don't get a visa in like two weeks or they say that I'm not going to be able to go there, I'll just call it off for the mm. year. And then, and start, then again. start again for the next year instead.
1: I mean, I guess it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite different with, with all the winners in all these competitions because so many people who might be in the top three can't actually make it there. So there'll be a lot of other people getting the, exactly. yeah. the, the uh, wins. So I think
2: like from the list now, maybe half of the people that are already qualified for Mr. Olympia won't be able to get mm. to America. Mm. And then also for the, the, the remaining shows that are qualifying for the Olympia, the people cannot do them because mm. you have to be inside US Yeah, to be there to be able to do the shows because I think of the remaining shows this year five of them is in US one is the- Korea and one in Spain. And the, the in all the countries that you couldn't go to. The Spain <laughs> is... I don't even know if it's yeah, going to happen. I don't think Spain will happen. So they're probably going to cancel that. I hope not for the people who's planning to do it. Mm. But you have to be realistic as well. Mm. The Korea shows are not canceled. It's just that people cannot go. Mm. Last week's show, there were two competitors, two Korean guys. That's a good chance for one to win. <laughs> one guy one, 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 one got the qualification. Yeah. The other guy who got second place, he got points. So he's probably going
1: to qualify uh, by yeah. points. That's crazy, man. So, so how did it feel when you when you first got your pro card? Did you did you feel like you knew you were gonna win that time? Because surely three, four competitions before that, you also thought you were gonna get your pro card, right? That
2: year I did six pro qualifiers, I think. Wow. And I got like second a few times mm. when I thought I was gonna win. Mm, that must be devastating. And that's frustrating is and you, you you're so close and you think like, okay, this was I was planning to do this one, and then it was Mm. like it's going to be the last. But then you just, when you're so close, you just keep pushing. Mm. And you keep pushing, and you have to pay everything from your Mm. pocket. And you're like, I'm close, I'm close, yeah. (laughs) I'll just sacrifice everything. And if I get it, I get it. If not, at least I tried. So, yeah, but I I basically knew that I was going to get it that year because Mm. I was so good.
1: And on a roll with your positions and stuff.
2: Yeah, and I mean like that year from all the shows I did, I, I either got first or second mm. at all of the shows. So I was like the top amateur mm. in my weight category. Mm. Um, so I knew more or less that I was gonna
1: be able to get the pro when I got it. So. Mm. And how do you choose your? Because you're you're a you're a bit artsy in your posing yeah I've not, you know everyone's different some people have the really heart like the music you choose is not the music I, I would first expect so when it comes on the song i'm like oh shit he chose this song <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean um,
2: the thing is i like classic posing yeah and it's hard to pose to to hip hop or mm. to rock when you do classic poses mm. i usually mix i can do like a slow song mm. that is still powerful mm. do some classic poses and then maybe switch over to like a hip hop or rock song mm. at the end, just to hit a few more power shots because I still have the mass and size to do power shots, but I still also has the the flow, the the flow and the physique and the symmetry mm. to hit the classic mm. poses. So mm. I want to be able to showcase both mm. uh, both kind of uh, 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 what do you say poses and physiques mm. and styles of so posing
1: because so. it also it makes you stand out right because exactly everyone else is putting on the usual same old kind of thing yeah and then he comes on and you have like a <laughs> an evanescent song that yeah. comes on <laughs> no yeah. I like that a lot so yeah but you have to go
2: by your your kind of physique what type of physique you have what kind of poses mm. you you can hit and also how how the poses look so mm. I mean like the free posing routine is actually the only time where you can decide by yourself what you want to showcase. Mm. I mean, like, you c- it's not just by showing your strengths, but mm. it's also about hiding your weaknesses. So, for Except example, yeah. Yeah. So, for example, when we compete, we have seven. Yes. No, we have, as a pro, we have eight mandatory poses, mm-hmm. which everybody do together, so the judges can compare you. Mm. So basically, it's like the front double biceps, mm. the lat spread, side chest. All these like. Better. The usual, the normal poses. And there, you cannot hide anything. Because everyone Um, has to do the same. Everyone has to do the same. So in the free posing routine, you actually have three minutes where you can only show your best sides Mm. and hide your bad sides. Mm. And this is the last thing you do. So this will leave an impression on the the judges. Kind of make
1: them forget the first part. Exactly.
2: So that's a huge opportunity to know if you know how to showcase your physique there's a huge up- opportunity to get extra points there. Mm.
1: So. And posing is a lot of effort as well, right?
2: It is. Like, there's a lot of practice. It is. Uh, the flow, uh, it has to flow. The transitioning mm. between the poses. And also, you should
1: hit the pose hard, but mm. you should still look relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without well, looking like you're yeah, yeah, shit yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find that, like, I mean, how often would you pose a week coming up to a competition? Would you practice at home every day? It depends on, I mean, like, the
2: the mandatory poses i do pretty often because mm. that's also what i post online on on social media like mm. for my viewers i post like the mandatory pose, uh, poses but i mean like the free routine normally i just put it together like 4 weeks out mm-hmm. and then i practice it till i know it and i do like a, a lot of mental practicing mm-hmm. i don't have to so do you visualize it i visualize head. it i listen to the music i can do this before i go to sleep yeah Just put on this song, close my eyes, and then I just hit the poses to the song in my head. Mm. So I don't have to practice it on the floor physically, but I I will still learn how how it feels and what pose to hit, Mm. where in the music. So Mm. that's usually how I practice.
1: Yeah, I I pose without music when I'm practicing mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or I like to put on the ABC song because I feel like it's the, it's the only song that will represent all of these muscles that I have, you know. So who were your inspir? I mean, I wouldn't say growing up because you weren't into bodybuilding until you were 20. Who, who was, did your inspiration and your the people you looked up to in bodybuilding change as you got better at the sport? Or has it been the same no, ones from the beginning? has been the same to be
2: honest. But I mean like if you want, want to talk about inspirations in life, It has always been my parents. Mm. Uh, More or less out of two reasons. Uh, They always made sure that we had what we need. Mm. Uh, They always worked for us so we can have food on the table and Mm. a good uh, upbringing. But I mean, like, and also they always supported me in no matter what I did. Mm. If it was like soccer, music. Mm. I mean, like, I don't know how many times my mom drove us yeah, to yeah. to the gigs yeah, yeah. because we we didn't have driver license, yeah, so she had to take <laughs> so us yeah. to take yeah. us all, everywhere, and the same with the football, the soccer, and uh, and the crazy kick flips on the skateboard. Exactly. Yeah. So, and yeah, they always been supported no matter what I did. So, mm. but I mean, like for bodybuilding, it has more or less. I think you. You. Idolize people that you in some way can identify yourself with, mm. either if it's like physique wise, or if it's like maybe height wise. Mm. For example, I'm a pretty short guy. I'm mm. I'm five foot five, which is one hundred sixty six centimeters. Mm. So I always been like I had like Lee Priest, mm-hmm. uh, Flex, uh, no Sean Ray uh, and guys like uh danny padilla back in from the 70s and even franco colombo mm-hmm. Columbo's big. yeah and also Lee brada he was a little bit shorter guy these guys are the people that i've been idolizing mm-hmm. and then of course i mean like the best physique of all time according See? to me is flex wheeler and also coleman maybe like around 97 98 mm-hmm. had a good physique so... from the big what about zayn I like Zane, but I think he's a, he has a little bit too small physique for me. Mm. I mean, I I probably surpassed Zane's physique size-wise like just a couple of years in mm. into my training, so it felt a little bit weird I idolize someone that you someone developed. that I surpassed, even if he was the greatest in, mm. at at that time that mm. he was uh, the best. Mm. But that was compared to the other guys' physique yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So I mean, yeah. like. So for me, it's more about trying to reach people's physiques that I haven't reached yet. Yeah. Like, for yeah. example, Flex Wheeler's physique, if mm. I get that one day,
3: mm.
2: oh, I'm happy. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Mean, you're not
1: far off it now, though. <laughs>
2: it's, I think it's so hard to assess your own physique, how yeah. big you are. But I mean, like, I'm, I'm currently around, I'm almost 100 kg mm. uh, in competition shape. I was like, this morning, I was like 97 and a half. Mm. And I'm like super shredded. Mm. So, I mean, like there's a lot of size. Mm. And I think like...
1: Because 100kg for your size isn't that heavy at all. For the amount of muscle that you have on, right? Because I'm 87. But I'm only 166. Yeah, true.
2: So and in the off season, I go up to maybe 110. Yeah. 112 at the most. So and the body mass index is like forty plus. Mm. So if you go by that, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot of size. That's crazy. But I think I look bigger than my weight shows. Yeah, a lot of people guess that. That's what I'm.
1: That's what I mean. A lot of people,
2: but also that's because maybe I give the impression of being taller than I am. Mm. Because people, if they guess my height, they always guess that I'm taller. Much taller. Yeah, from the pictures. Yeah, from even seeing me in real life. Yeah, because I don't have like the.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you're shorter than me when I'm standing next to you. Like when I'm talking to you, if we're no, but I, mean, it's
2: all, I think it's also about proportions, like yeah. arms and legs, yeah, the yeah. limbs. Yeah. They are not because if you, normally people that are shorter they have like shorter limbs yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I
1: have like more proportionate limbs mm. as well, so I mm. think that plays plays a role. Ah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, because <laughs> I would I would like just looking at you, and I know about training yeah. stuff. I would say. you're at least 110. Yeah, thanks. Like shredded, at appreciate, least.
2: Appreciate it. Appreciate at it, appreciate least.
1: It, appreciate it. That's great. But I, comp- I compete, there's two classes in the, bu-
2: in mm. the pro bottom. There's 212, which mm. I compete in, and then the open. So, so
1: 212 so is 2- where, where the number comes from, from the apparel, right? Yes, exactly. I was wondering what that yeah. Is, yeah,
2: So 212 is the weight category, and it's 96.1 kg. Okay. So when I weigh in, I have to be below 96 yeah. kg. And then after the weigh in, I can eat or drink or do whatever I I need to do. That's crazy.
1: Imagine having to like buy a KG. Yeah. Like everything you trained for, all the food that had no flavor, all that stuff that you did for maybe six months. If you're one KG over, it was all for nothing. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like when I did, when I was amateur, my last amateur show, I was 84 point something because I did the below 85 KG so I mean like but that, that was tough
1: eight, see eight, that's what I weigh and there has never ever been a time where I've looked at you <laughs> that I thought we weighed anywhere near the same, the same. Yeah. especially when we used to train in the gym I used to look at your hamstring when you were doing the standing curls and yeah. You, yeah I probably weigh about as much as this hamstring yeah yeah but it's the thing is also it's an
2: illusion I mean like the more cut you are the more, more cut you are bigger, the bigger yeah. you look yeah, yeah. so they, they say like one kg down on the scale is one kg up on the mm. stage yeah so yeah, yeah it, it it plays a, a huge role how, how cut you are because you can see guys in the gym they are skinny hmm. they are they look super good. cut yeah and they look yeah. huge yeah like i have clients that i train like i want to be as big as him hmm. bro you're bigger yeah but he's just more, yeah, cut. more cut yeah yeah that's the thing that's the only difference yeah so, i've said
1: that so many times to myself i've always when i'm training with someone i'm like yeah i want to be that guy's size and they're like dude you're much bigger than that guy what are you talking about well when you see someone else and you're like is he in better shape than me yeah like do you ever get body dysmorphia you must do I
2: think I have a pretty good uh, what do you say grasp grasp of how big I am mm. but one but the, the other thing is also what drives me forward is that I I can I can Appreciate how I look, yes, mm. but also when I look in the mirror or when mm. I look at pictures, I see the flaws. Mm. But that's says a competitive bodybuilder will do because at the end of the day, you're a sculptor at the same time. Yes. So, so for me, it's not about oh, I'm so ugly, I'm so fat, or mm. I'm so small. Mm. It's more about I want to have more size there, mm. I want to have more cuts mm. there, and I want to improve this and this. To, and also because you know better. your
1: limitations, because you could maybe like okay. That, that last three competitions, my shoulders were looked better than this one because yeah. I did this, this and this, yeah crazy so,
2: but so. I wouldn't say that I have body dysmorphia in the sense that I think that I'm small because yeah. I know I'm big, yeah. but I will I still want to be bigger, yeah as long as it doesn't affect my physique yeah, negative. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. like if I can still put on size and keep the
1: symmetry in mm. shape. Mm. yes because a lot of people have that you get big guys you think they're small yeah. you get small guys you think they're massive yeah i mean even me i looked at a picture maybe when i was 19 i thought i was so muscly then bro yeah but that, <laughs> i thought i was huge that's because i mean like when we start to train
2: and we grow yeah we i think like the best years like how you feel it's the first it's the changes the first changes yeah. yeah because that's that's the only time that you actually yeah. are really really satisfied yeah. with what you have achieved and people really
1: notice the difference exactly in, in exa-
2: exa- exactly
1: so yeah. because it now it's like I spent so much time being shredded yeah that you know friends that have known me for so long if I put on a little bit of belly fat yeah I've still got a, an 8 pack yeah but there's more fat than usual they'll go yeah. oh you put on weight yeah and then I'll be like, "Oh shit, people, Really? People are you know so I mean? critical, and I will still look better than than they, than so many people. Yeah, yeah. But for me, they're so used to me being in in a certain thing. Yeah. And it's just like, why would you say that?
2: <laughs> this is very common, I think, also with women who compete. Mm. Like, oh, you put on size, so oh, you mm. gained weight, uh, and they are so harsh yeah, and yeah. hard, uh, and they don't realize that. Competition shape is not, not some, something yeah. that you go around with, and it's not sustainable either. No, yeah. so yeah. I mean, like, if especially if you are a woman, because women need more body fat just to have like mm. the normal hormone yeah, balance. Yeah, like, exactly, and the and the, the kids and the periods. And yeah, exactly. There. So they are supposed to have more fat. So, so if a if a girl competes at the body fat level at maybe eight or ten percent, which mm. is very low for a girl, and then she goes up to twenty, which mm. is normal. Mm. And she hears, like, oh, you gained weight? Yeah. That's not yeah. That's not good. I mean, like,
1: people have to be careful what to say and how they... Yeah, they shouldn't say... No one should say anything anyway that's negative. I don't think even so. Even if someone... I mean, you should, if anything, say something nice to someone to yeah. make, even if it's negative. Yeah. Just to kind of boost them. Yeah. Do you know or what if I mean? You, I, I, or I, don't I, say anything at all. If you don't have anything nice to say... Don't say it. Don't, don't yeah. say it. I mean, yeah. like,
2: why? Yeah. There's, there's no reason at all... If not, someone asks you. Yeah. I mean, like, if someone asks you, do you think I've gained weight or? Blah, yeah, blah, exactly. Blah. Okay, then, but you can still put it in a nice
1: way. Because that's the worst thing. And you know, sometimes if I've, you know, because we go through transitions when we're training. Sometimes we're we're shredded a lot. Yeah. Sometimes you know we've we've eaten a lot more, so we look fuller and bigger. And yeah. Sometimes when I go to the gym, like one of the one of the workers there, they'll be like, "Oh, you lost so much weight," mm-hmm. but I actually shredded up and yeah. I look really good. Yeah. But then mentally, I'd be like, but why did you say that? Yeah, yeah, that's the wrong words. The yeah. word it's you look leaner. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't say stuff yeah. like for somebody who's trying to yeah. to put on weight or build muscle. Yeah, it's never a good time no. for you to say to them you lost weight. No, especially to a guy who's trying to get bigger. Exactly, you know? exactly. It's yeah. crazy. And also, I
2: think like a lot of people feel bad about themselves, mm. not because so they project it. Uh, yeah, and also the thing is like people who train. Because they have like I wouldn't say like body dysmorphia, but when people tell you bad things mm. you take them as mm. the reality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean like if you go from being a ten percent body fat mm. to fifteen or twenty mm. and that's normal yeah. and someone tells me, Oh, you gained you gained a lot of weight lately. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. did or this one, did you stop training? Yeah. <laughs> did you stop training? <laughs> yeah, You're yeah, not yeah, training yeah, anymore? Yeah. That's the worst one yeah, you yeah. Can get. And that puts like a lot of pressure on mm. people to always li- live up to other people's mm. expectation, which is what social media is all about. Now, yes, up. and the thing is, they might be satisfied with how they look, mm. but like other, asked for your
1: advice? But yeah.
2: other people put a lot of pressure yeah, on yeah. what they think, yeah. how they should look. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's the worst
1: worst thing today. I mean, with, even the whole social media thing is just. Even with personal trainers, it's like I look at some of the posts and I'm like, A, that's not a natural transformation. Yeah. B, that did not take six, six weeks. weeks no. Three, <laughs> your client is standing 10 feet away from the camera in the first one. Yeah. And two feet away from the camera. And different and then, lighting. So obviously, if I'm that far away from the camera, I'm going to look smaller. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Stand, put an X on the spot. Yeah. And make them stand there every single time and then do the transformation. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you're only kidding the people who don't train. And that's the dangerous part because they then pay these people thinking that that's going to happen. Exactly. And then you have now, we have all these trainers who does
2: these weird-ass things, exercises that you don't see people do before. And then you have the clients who expect the trainer to do those things because they've seen other trainers do them Or seeing them on Instagram. So if they they hire me, for Mm. example, Mm. I would never make them do
1: crazy exercises. And then they'll say, why are we not doing this? I've seen people doing this. But even those people who are doing it, a lot of these athletes and and women and stuff, the training they're doing in the videos, that's not how they got their body. No, no. It just looks good in the camera. Yeah, exactly. But they don't train like that. They don't do Superman press-ups and stupid banging your (laughs) elbows on the floor and all that stuff. They train normally with weights. Yeah. And then they make that just for the social media yeah. and stuff. And that's also one of the things that happened with when, when the COVID came and
2: the the home working videos mm. came.
1: And everyone became a trainer.
2: Everyone became a trainer yeah. and I said
1: like An influencer. I though.
2: wanna see these people yeah. in the gym yeah. when the gym's open. Exactly. I haven't seen anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. They stopped posting training videos on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Because now they cannot post home video trainings exactly. because they can actually go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, exactly. So you will not see them training yeah. or do so yeah.
1: Now where did the the son of Sahara name come from? Was that also in the the, the Dubai municipality when they changed your Arabic name where they, were, I they were wish like, No it's I wish. now Traudi and <laughs> you're now the son of Sahara. I wish. No,
2: it's actually because my mom is from Egypt and my dad mm-hmm. from Tunisia mm-hmm. and both countries uh oh, is is part of it, the yeah. Sahara It's part of the Sahara. So since I'm their son, so it just became I I I, I think I made it up myself and then it just got stuck <laughs> i know that people say that you shouldn't yeah give yourself your you give nickname, yourself yeah, a nickname. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a why fuck not? <laughs> why not <laughs> it's a cool name and i'm keeping a it a lot of people do that yeah. i mean like it's like it's like a brand i yeah. mean like if you come up with a brand or That's a brand it, yeah. name you are the one who's coming up with the yeah, yeah. with the name it's not and, someone else and you else. are a brand exactly yeah. so i i i don't i don't care at all yeah I think it's a cool name, too. I love it, yeah. yeah yeah I
1: was thinking that I want to be the, I'm the cousin of <laughs> the cousin of the son of sahara, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about something that I want to talk about yes, and that's this whole synthol... In Brazil, it's crazy. Yeah. You see these guys with breasts, yeah. not chests, yeah. not breasts, pecs, breasts, full on breasts. Yeah. breasts. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, this kid in Russia who literally has arms the size of yours, yeah. but a body the size of that tree or yeah. this mic arm, yeah. and it's literally just like there and there. And yeah. There. What do you think is going through their mind? Do you think <sighs> they think they look good because they people take pictures with them in the street? You know, the guy in, in Russia, I
2: think he has he has body dysmorphia yeah. in some way.
1: And they have infections. They're purple. Yeah.
2: He's probably going to die from it because yeah. it's it's really, really bad. It mm. looks very bad. Then I think other people just take things too far. Mm. Uh, maybe they started with something and they got good results mm. in the beginning. And then they felt like just a little bit more a little and a little bit, more, bit more, and more. And then they don't realize when it goes too far.
1: Yeah, but how do you not realize when you have two ass cheeks on your arm and then a skinny forearm? It, it's I don't know. You can when, see the rest of the world. Yeah, you know what and a, the a thing human is, being supposed to
2: look like. The thing is, most people don't see that it's not real or that mm. it's disproportionate. It's mostly people that train in the gym mm. who have some kind of knowledge about how efficient. you just can't looks, build. You can't that you, do that, that, you, that. you actually that you can't look like that. Natural, uh, and I mean, like people do whatever they want to do, but it's exactly the thing that you say. Do they think it looks good?
1: Mm. And I'm, I'm I think not sure. Pe- I think I'm people interested. as well who, because a lot of people make fun of them, yeah, by pretending that it looks good. Yeah. I notice that a lot. They go and they take yeah. pictures and they yeah, make them yeah, do the double yeah. buys and do that stuff. Yeah, and I think they're not seeing that the joke's on them. No. And they're and they're liking this attention, yeah. So they're kind of going worse and worse and worse. And
2: also, for some people, it might be the only attention they get. I think, for example, like there was there is this Brazilian guy, the one you mentioned, the one with the breast. With the breast, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I mean, like he's probably rich and famous because of this. Yes, of and course. that's the well, only reason he wouldn't be. Yeah. He wouldn't be. He would be poor, or maybe even dead yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, like, for them, it's it, it might also be a way out of poverty mm. or, uh, I don't know, boredom yeah, at, or... At
1: what cost, though? Because, A, I it doesn't know. look healthy. It's, no, no, it's not sure. gonna, no. Because you get a lot of that. That's something else I want to move on to is not only is there a lot of bro science with training online, a lot of mixed messages, a lot of that, but you get a lot of kids who are starting to delve into these steroid uses and stuff and they they're not doing blood tests. They don't. Ha- they're just listening to a friend in the gym. They're they're, for, they're sixteen, seventeen, yeah. so they don't even need the hormones in their body. What advice would you have for for these kids who who literally need to just stick on the right track and get to where they are, you know, naturally? This, and then in the future, when they're old enough, make the right decision because it, it's big in, in in these countries where, I mean, I had a friend when I was in school and he was 15, he was taking yeah. the words. And I actually, when I moved here, I
2: noticed there's uh, more widespread amongst mm. uh, younger kids. Mm. Uh, I don't say that it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world, but especially here in the, the Middle East. But I, I think it's due to at least one reason that it's more accepted in general. Mm. And that it's not illegal in that way that you're getting punished mm. by, for example, like in Sweden and US, you can go to prison if they catch you using or selling. It.
1: But everybody uses them in the US, so
2: how? Yeah, it, but, there's
1: always a funny kind of like, yeah, not quite clear e- rules about exactly.
2: It, yeah. And but I think like the common spread use here mm. makes it also more available mm. and less. Uh, dangerous Mm. in in some way Mm. Uh, and people see it more like a supplement Mm. than an actual hormone which is gonna change your whole hormonal balance Mm. and as a 15 or 16 or even 20 year old guy your own testosterone production is super high it's super high and also even at, at 15 16 you might not even have gone through the puberty Mm, The stage that you need to to, The stage you need to to Develop your own Testosterone production And that means that If you start messing With the hormones Your body will stop Producing testosterone And if your body Stop producing testosterone Before you're done With the puberty Then that's it You will never get it back You're never going to get it back you you become More or less A woman with a dick Yeah But without balls And without (laughs) Yeah Because that's what That's what happened It's like a chemical Castration Yeah so, but, and I think like, okay, most people who start using steroids will probably use them for the rest of their lives. Mm. So, I mean, like, in that sense, they will still be able to get the gains mm. later on. But that's not the issue. The issue is yeah, internally. Yeah. Internally, do you want to have kids? Yeah. Do you want to ha- grow, be able to, like, ha- have a healthy lifestyle? Mm. And the thing is with people who start using steroids, as soon as they start to train, is they don't learn how to train mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't learn how to eat mm-hmm. or rest because they rely only on the steroids. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what's going to happen when they stop using the steroids is they're going to go yeah. back to and probably even game. less yeah, yeah. than they had before they started. Mm. So I would recommend anyone to train at least...
1: At least four or five years. Four right? or five
2: years without even considering anything. Yeah. And then depending on how old you are, yeah. uh, how far you came, came to your genetic max. Yeah. Because you can reach your genetic mm. max in maybe four or five years mm. if you do the nutrition mm. and the sleep and mm. all the recovery and the mm. training 100%. Mm. Then you might be able to take a mature mm. decision. Do I need it? Mm.
1: And what, also, and why the risk-reward yeah, factor? Exactly. If you're not competing and you're not, I mean, really, just to go on the beach? Yeah, it's it's not. Mo, worth
2: mo, most people today that use steroids could get the same result without, mm-hmm. but maybe in the little bit but longer. That's type.
1: the problem. We're living in this. Exactly.
2: I want it now. It, I want it, it now. Instagram. You I want, want to you be an influencer? Influencer. You want to have results? Yeah. Yesterday.
1: Yeah.
2: Not even today. So, but. I'm not to judge anyone and Mm. people can do what they want with their lives. But I think like you need to be minimum 20, 25, Mm. I would say. Mm. And you should have like a background of training Mm. and nutrition where you've been doing everything 100% perfectly perfectly for like the last few years. And you maybe even reach a plateau where you feel like, okay, this is not just the plateau. This Mm. is actually my genetic... like max max yeah. i can't go beyond this level yeah. if i don't use anything enhancing
1: so yeah i mean that's what scares me because i don't think i have a genetic max i think i'm just i think i'm just kind of like <laughs> i'm the same right i, I, just, keep, I just keep I'm going just keep, keep growing so the reason i decided to stop growing is because we can't afford another door exactly in the, in the studio <laughs> so i'm gonna have to keep it to a certain level no, no yeah. but it's good yeah. yeah so talk to me about the uh because you have a, a daughter yes now? Uh, two years old now, right? Yes, Indra is two years. Two years. How and did that change everything?
2: It's changed everything, and also it didn't, mm. uh, because in some way, I still had the possibility to do what I want mm. because of the support system that I have with my mm. wife. And mm. I mean, but still, you have to adjust everything. Mm according to her timings. Mm. Uh, And, I mean, like, you cannot just do anything anytime. You have to, like, the first year we didn't go out a single night after Mm. 8 o'clock, I think. Um, I know the feeling. It's the worst. Yeah. (laughs) So, but now we took a, a decision last year. So, they actually moved back to Sweden. Okay. So they've been there now for a bit more than a year. They were here in the, in the yeah. winter for a couple of months. Yeah. And the plan is and it was and still is that I'm going to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. A couple of months there, a couple, a couple of months, months here. Up. But since the corona
1: happened, <laughs> nobody's going a couple of nothing nowhere.
2: <laughs> I was planning to go in, in uh, May, yeah. uh, but my ticket got canceled. Yeah. I had three tickets and they all got canceled. So, but I'm going there now next month, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna stay like a couple of months in Sweden mm. before maybe they come back with me in the in the winter here. Yeah. So the plan is to go back and forth because the reason why they moved back is is mainly two reasons. Um, my wife wants Indra, our daughter, to grow up with her cousins. Mm. She has a lot of cousins yeah, yeah. in her in her age, uh, and also the school, healthcare, and so everything, for is, it's, for, it's free. It's free, there you it's go, free. Yeah. So here it would have mm. cost too much. Mm. And the reason why I'm not going back there with them mm. permanently is because it's easier for me to be able to live off my sponsors and personal mm. training here mm. in UE than it would have been for me in Sweden. Yeah, it would they... basically be impossible. Mm. To have the same lifestyle yeah. that I have here. But to have in Sweden. Yeah. But the plan is of course to move back permanently yeah. in the future yeah. as well. But at the moment I'm going to go back and forth a
1: lot. And so. how did how did it change you mentally as a dad? Like, Because for me. I mean okay I have a, a monster of a child in the UK who's 18. But yeah. it's just everything changes. huh? Did it, it make you more sensitive? It does.
2: Uh, and also you're more yeah. aware of. Like people have more feelings. Yeah. You, uh, you, you see things like, oh, th- this guy maybe has kids, or this guy has been a kid, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. and also, the the first thing that changed was probably my the way I looked at my parents, mm-hmm. because I understood what they had been feeling all yeah. all this time yeah even if my daughter is just two years yeah you still have that connection and bond it's crazy right and you realize damn uh, i might have i maybe should have been more nice to my parents yeah, right? <laughs> it
1: makes you it just makes you think because no matter what they do i mean you'll get it as they're older it's just how much love yeah you have for them and, yeah and it's just like Anytime that I've just done something wrong when I was older, I was just like, oh, I was a dick. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because I imagine them saying it to me yeah. or doing it to me, and I'm like, no, no, they're never going to do that. They're not yeah. a dick like me. But they will because we of go course. through hormones and changes and all that of stuff. Course. But it's just that it's a whole different yeah concept of love. And that you, can, is, you, you can can't explain, explain it. Yeah. You can't you,
2: you can, you can explain it for someone else, mm. and you can't explain it almost for yourself mm. because it, it's, it's just... It's just there, mm. so it's a super and then, internal trait. Yeah, it's so weird because I think it's, I, I've been seeing lately a lot of videos on social media where like
1: pedophilia, pedophilia, and, yeah, and, and people hitting the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. And, and, and you wanna, look at your kids, and you're like, how would you ever do yeah. that to someone? You know, if I, I mean, I don't, I don't hit my kids, and I very rarely shout at them. Yeah, but on the odd occasion where I catch myself shouting, yeah. I feel bad. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't need to shout. And no. when they look at me like, and that's just from shouting. So imagine the things that pe- yeah. these people are doing. Yeah. How could you ever, I mean, there's a certain level of evil, I think. That, I yeah. think
2: it's, it's not only evil, but it's also like, it's been passed down to them mm. from, from when they were younger. From when they were yeah. younger. I think like to be mentally able to abuse someone, you mm. have to be a- been abused. abused. Yeah, yeah. Uh so, I think it's just sad to see the, what do you see, the, how big it
1: is. Mm. I mean, like, uh, how spread out mm. it is. Because it's not, a, it's not a natural act. No, I don't think and so. And you know what? We have to be very careful now because I saw a post on this. Did you see this whole hashtag trans age thing? Yeah. That they're trying to basically say that, they're trying to basically push this, that pedophiles... It's okay for them to be with kids if they feel like they're a kid inside. So, like, oh, they're I'm, taking I, it one I, step yeah, longer I, I, than yeah. that. I identify myself as, as a, myself 10 as a year kid. Old, so, it's it oh, so, just so love is love. And they're crazy. trying to push this agenda. That's just crazy. And for me, it's like I'm under no circumstances. Like, this is when things will start to go really downhill. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And they're pushing it and they're creating a new flag for themselves. Yeah. And it's like, you know, love is love. No, love no, is not love. No. I don't care how no. old you, you think you are. No. You know? No no child can consent to anything. No, no, no.
2: That's crazy. You know? And even if you think that you're a child then and that it's okay for you to have sex, yeah. it's not okay for a child... Who is a child yeah, exactly. to have yeah. sex or be abused yeah. by someone? It's uh, the world is in a very strange place. Yeah, right I now. think so. And also the same thing. I don't want to discuss it, but like, I mean, like, I, I don't mind gay and
1: transgender mm. people, but the ones who push their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spoke about this other time. Yeah. It's like, look, if I tell my son. He's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, he's going to believe he's you. He's going to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex and he's going to run around the house. Yeah. I have no issue with people wanting to change their sex. No. When they're a mature adult. Exactly. But letting a letting a an, an, a nine-year-old, a ten-year-old have an operation and all that yeah, stuff, no. they haven't even fully developed. No, There's no. There's been stories of people that they got let do it and then yeah. when they got older, they wanted to change back and yeah. all that stuff. And it's like, look, just... uh, And they, I also was watching Joe Rogan the other day and, they, and they, he said that, you know, he had a guest on who was saying, usually for people that are really identified as a, as a, as a lady or whatever, yeah. it's usually between the ages of two and three yeah. that they really keep saying it. And, yeah. and it's a very big thing to them. It's not usually, and it's usually boys who are doing it. Yeah. And now they're finding that it's gone up something like 600% in teenage girls in, in school yeah. who are in groups yeah. becoming, Oh, we're all guys. So it's becoming a trend and a fashion. And, yeah. a, and, a, and it's like, it's a, it's a very strange thing and I think as human beings we need to, we do need to be put in our place. Yeah. Because if you just let everyone do whatever they want to do, this world was will be a circus.
2: The interview with the same girl who said like uh most girls who think they are transgender might be it because they feel they are different and they think that the solution yes. might be yeah, that yeah. they are that transgender. The yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I I can imagine that as well, like People are looking for a solution to mm. a problem, mm. and they might—they are willing to take it as far as mm. possible if they think that they could be a yeah. solution to the problem. But they are not transgender; they and just want yeah. to. And the see problem is
1: in America now. There are in certain states, these young girls and boys can go to and get the hormones for free. Yeah, on the off the counter, and yeah. they don't have to have their parents' permission either. That's crazy. So they can just start. You, you, start doing it yeah. and the school she can go and change her name in school and the, the school doesn't even have to tell you that we now call her Tom. Yeah. and it's like hold on a minute We're, there needs to be some limits yeah with all this yeah now what can you do talk yeah. to me about the afterlife something i go through with all my guests I'd, I'd really like to to have everyone's opinions on on what happens or if you've ever thought about it at all or if it's something that you think about
2: I honestly think that we are reborn.
1: Back into in the this, human, in another this, human world. Yeah, yeah. Or fully? You mean anything? Plants, trees? No. Dogs, cats? Humans. No, just humans. I think
2: the soul gets passed
1: to another human.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, I don't know how I should explain the
1: the increase in population. Mm. Yeah. You know, I because I had the same idea as, as a story that there was only a certain, certain amount, amount of people, souls, yeah. and they keep recycling. Yeah. And there's never going to be more, more or less. But yeah. the, you know, the, so let's just say there's there's eight billion. But maybe there are people like die at birth that doesn't die anymore.
2: Mm. I'm not sure. No, but I think that we are in some way reborn.
1: But do uh, you believe you have memories of that past life? I like think f- that
2: some people have, and yeah. some don't. Mm. And I think that maybe it can also be trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I, I, then brought out through hypnosis and yeah, these kind of things. exactly. And, but I think like most people will not have any memories, any memories from the past. Mm. I mean, like you're reborn, like mm. new. Mm. Um, I also believe that it might take a while. Mm. So if you die today, you might not be mm. reborn. Put back straight away. Tomorrow, yeah. you might maybe even wander around as a
1: ghost. Mm. Do so you believe in ghosts as in on the. Do you believe that we see ghosts? Uh, I'm just That's all right.
2: My mom says that she has seen ghosts. Okay. And she works at, at a nursery home for older people mm-hmm. where a lot of people have died. Mm. Some of them were not, as she says, done with the life mm-hmm. here on earth. And I have to believe my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No, because since I since I believe that you can be reborn, Mm. I still have to also believe that in some way that the soul can
1: be floating, possible. And
2: also, do you think
1: that it would be light or something, or do you think you'd be wearing a protein house T-shirt, a cap backwards, and that would be your ghost? You would look how you looked in, in life. You can probably dress up as you like so would, you, yeah. so there's wait there's fashion in the, yeah. in the ghost in the yeah. spirit world yeah. there's fashion as well so, so you can change outfits
2: yeah okay I don't think like <laughs> because it it would be so weird if it was already decided like okay now you're
1: a ghost you're gonna wear this dress the whole time okay but then where is this fashion like so you have your own closet yeah <laughs> so there are ghost closets around In the heaven Where, <laughs> where you go And you're just going to be like eh, yeah. I'm going to wear this today yeah. When I go to freak these guys out Yeah, I believe in different dimensions Yeah, so The alternate universe kind yeah. of Yeah But do you believe you can jump in and out of the alternate universes? I think so. that some probably can mm.
2: I mean, like, I think it's Different people have different abilities Abilities And connections with them Exactly uh, I'm not a huge fan of these, like TV shows where mm. people, uh, what do you say, call uh, upon the dead, or like go to like haunted with the crystal houses. Ball and yeah. All that stuff. yeah, yeah. I, I think most of these shows are bullshit. Yeah. But I still believe in ghosts. Yes, yeah. I do. And I think, I think there is a life after death, if mm. it's back as another soul on Earth,
1: or mm. if it, there is a heaven or whatever there is. Yeah. I don't know. And do you believe that you choose? Where, I mean, this is where it gets complicated. Yeah. Would you be a ghost in Dubai or would you choose where you can go on the earth?
2: I think more or less if if it is like an afterlife, yeah. it would be like
1: this world, but as as yes. an afterlife. just Okay, so you so die you, now. Yeah. You're not coming back yet. You've got about three and a half weeks. Yeah. What's your first outfit that you're going to wear? what's the first thing you're picking out of the cupboard probably a tank top I'll I, I go, I go to the beach the, the ghosts are just going to be like well I still need to go to the beach but then you wouldn't need to tan no. because you wouldn't have skin no i would be see through I'm see-through. basically see through now <laughs> you need to tan up before I the need cops to tan, right yeah. thing is I've been doing laser treatments and yeah, I can't so you do, can't go in the sun huh can't go in uh, the yeah, sun that's, so that's why I would never because I'm a sun worshiper, yeah. I never build. As you can see from my aged yeah. ninety-year-old skin. So that's crazy. So, what about? The, are you afraid of death? I'm not afraid of death per se. I'm
2: more worried of the people that I leave, leave behind. behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I knew, I know how my wife reacted when her mom died. Mm-hmm. Mm. it was very tough and it's it's still very tough for her mm. and i don't want to die because i don't want to cause it, it 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 sounds so selfish i know what you mean i know what you mean yeah, yeah. but i don't want to die because i don't want to cause any pain and suffering pain and sadness to, to other sadness, people, to other people. Yeah. and i know that i'm going to die before some of the people who love me of mm. course yeah but at least i don't want to die before my mom and dad dies mm.
1: yeah because the most difficult thing is for a parent yeah i think to so bury a child. yeah yeah
2: and but as as for me i'm not i'm not afraid, I'm of, not afraid of, of death per se of i i want to be there i want to see my daughter grow up mm. but it's also not up to me mm. Uh, I don't regret anything in my life so Mm -hmm. far. I had a good run. run, (laughs) 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 It feels sad to say, it, but I mean, like, I feel like... Everybody always leaves here, like, they're going to (laughs) die as soon as they walk away. I don't feel like I missed out of anything Mm -hmm. that I want to do Mm -hmm. up till this point. Mm -hmm. So if I die now, at least I used the time I had
1: the yeah, best way that i could you say that now but now the injury is here yeah it it's now from now onwards that you're going to miss out on it A- exactly so that's the, the, exactly the issue but i mean like I have to, from now and going backwards mm, you, i don't feel that i have to
2: do anything to complete mm, my life so, so far you're,
1: you're in acceptance of it you're like you've, you've thought about it that one second of click darkness if it's darkness or whatever you're not fearful of that at all
2: uh, it's i i mean like when you lie there and you if you gonna die you're probably gonna change your mind mm. but i mean like i don't go around thinking, thinking about, about it. You don't let
1: it kind of like rule your life no
2: yeah. never never uh, i'm more like a guy that i'm super super thankful mm. and grateful for everything that i have mm-hmm. and the same is like for People always ask me if it's difficult to live so far away from your wife and kids. Mm. Of course it is. Mm. But also, I'm so thankful for what I have. I have a beautiful daughter. Mm -hmm. I have an amazing wife that supports me and that supports my choices in life and Mm -hmm. career. And today we also have interactions like we have Skype, we have Mm. WhatsApp. There is like... I said to my wife... uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks back. I think sometimes it's also a blessing that I'm not there with you mm. because I have so many pictures mm. and videos yeah, yeah. that I that wouldn't, wouldn't have. have. Yeah, yeah. So it's of course it's hard, and I miss them every day. And but also there is like more things in life, mm. and there is, as you say, from now and beyond. Mm. Inshallah, hopefully. Mm. And also, you have to think like there are people who are away from their kids and mm-hmm. wives for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't see them at all. And there's some people that just don't give a didn't fuck. Didn't man up and yeah. Yeah, they don't
1: give a fuck about their kids and don't
2: exactly. So no, I I I see things positive, mm. and I know that okay. Now it's been a tough time because. It's been five months since Mm. I I saw them. Mm. They left just before the corona. Mm. And then when I was going to go there and catch up with them, Mm. I couldn't go. And then I lost. Well, basically what happened was the gym just closed like this. Mm. So I didn't work for three months. I had
1: the same exact thing, man.
2: And I was going to go. I said like, okay, let's go now when I don't work because I don't know.
1: And then you can't even do that. Then
2: I, I couldn't go. So I had to stay. And then when it was possible for me to go back again, the gyms reopened. Yeah. So I said, like, I don't want to take this choice, but I have to work. Mm. I have to stay at least another two months, mm. three months maybe, to get back in the game, to mm. work up my economy, mm. so that I can go to go Sweden again. and stay there for a few months without mm. working as a, mm. as a trainer. So, yeah, it's, it's been a tough time. Mm. But, I mean, like... But it's been a tough time for everyone. So exactly, that's what kind of makes it exactly. A bit more and acceptable. also sometimes uh, my wife makes it feel like it's my choice. Mm. But it's not. Mm. And and she knows that I didn't choose this. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's the, the situation, it's the it's the corona situation. The only thing that I chose was to stay here and mm. work so that I actually can go. Mm. Because the alternative was I told her the alternative is I can come, stay two weeks mm. And, and go back. Like, but what, what's but the point? Who could have predicted what was going to yeah, happen? exactly.
1: Somewhere? Who? No. I mean, apart from the people that made it happen. <laughs> who made all <laughs> the money from <laughs> it? No one else could have predicted this stuff. Hear no
2: evil, see no evil, yeah. speak no evil.
1: That's it. I'm seeing, telling off all this evil. Yeah. So what does the future hold for, for Samir when it comes to bodybuilding? Do you see your, Have you put yourself a cut-off limit saying, okay, I'm going to compete until this and then... I kind of like, I want to retire and I want to just chill out and not, or do you see bodybuilding as, the as good, long as you can? The do good it?
2: thing with bodybuilding is there is no age limit. It's age like limit. It's, it's, yeah. it's not like you're peaking at 30 and mm-hmm. then you have like five years mm. at, at, at your peak. But it's more like you're peaking around 40 mm. and then you might have 10, you might have 15 years left. Mm. You might have two years left. Yeah. Um, uh, Because it's also so based on how you stay Mm. injury-free, how your physique looks, how your physique ages. Mm. So for me, I don't want to say like I'm going to stop when I'm 40 or I'm going to stop when I'm 50. Mm. I say I I do this as long as I have the motivation, Mm. the love for the game, Mm. as long as I develop and doesn't place worse. Yeah and uh, regress mm. um, yeah
1: because you got to at least maintain that because there's nothing like a, a boxer that comes back after his prime and then just gets no there's
2: no point when i feel like i'm done mm. then i'm done what's the ultimate goal what's the ultimate competition win the ultimate competition for me is actually to win mr olympia, olympia. and i think i can do it yeah within a few years mm-hmm. uh, i'm still considerably pretty young mm-hmm. uh, I'm 37 this year, and the top-level guys are 40, 42, 43. Nice. The guy who won the 212 Olympia last year is 47. Oh, he's 48 now. He was 47 then. The guy who won the Olympia is 40-something. So, So there are people competing way up in their 50s at top level, Mm -hmm. which is basically the only sport you can do that. Yeah, yeah. And then you can go back and compete as an amateur if you want.
1: Or, or veterans, right? As well. They yeah, do, do they, they do don't have veterans? it. it, it well, as that's pro. Amateurs, pro right? That's yeah. only the amateurs.
2: Yeah. So what happens is, if you don't want to compete as a pro anymore, mm. you just go back to being an amateur. Mm. Uh, then you can never compete as a pro again. Yeah, there's no point. There is, no, 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 no. I mean, you can't. It, it, it defeats that's, the whole purpose of yeah. becoming a pro. So you go back and compete as an amateur, and you can do that for the rest of
1: your life. Do you want to make a prediction on which year you're going to win Olympia? Just so it could be even cooler when I play the clip on the podcast. What's now? 2020? Yeah. 2021. 2021. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get this clip and remember that it was the essence of the podcast that made it happen. We manifested it today that it was going to happen. And uh, if anything happens before then, um, I'm sure there'll be ghost Olympia medals that you can put on. When you choose the outfit. Yeah. Um, then one
2: outfit Will be posing trunks Who chooses your trunks? I do The colors You, yeah. you like
1: the purples And greens and stuff right? Yeah I like greens uh, Purple uh, Do you feel like There's a color that Is there any kind of Correlation between Previous winners And trunk colors? I know that might be A green. stupid question
2: It is? Yeah Phil Heath Always wears green Yeah So but I, And I have a girl Who customized my trunks In, yeah. in Sweden So whatever nice. I need She just do
1: for me So Nice Let so to get Swiss. some some signed severe yeah. trunks for yeah. the followers yeah. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't have any of the the apparel we could have done a little competition for uh, yeah for the people Yeah, maybe I'll make him just deliver some over here and you get a chance to win one of the yeah uh, I'll, son say, of Sahara I'll send you t-shirts, yeah. send you the one we'll get, we'll get the the hoodie one yeah the hoodie sh- sh- short sleeve hoodie not the one that I'm gonna take nah. the other one that you yeah. guys <laughs> will have a nice signed uh, signed son of Sahara one for you guys to yes. win um yeah, anything else that we, what should we push uh, social media wise? Samir. Samir Trudy, on, Trudy. Inst- on Instagram. Okay. Uh, you, you don't have an Altraudi old page, right? No, there's no, alt- <laughs> no so alt- Samir <laughs> Trudy will be in there. Yeah. Uh, website? Uh, Samirtrudy.com. Cool. That's for the uh, online training as well? Everything. Okay.
2: Information, pictures, online training. Perfect. Everything. My email address is you at com. So just email me there if you're interested in online coaching or personal training in dubai or yeah. even in sweden so
1: nice anything yeah. else you think that we missed out
2: no i have my facebook fan page but basically it's the same content as, as the instagram. instagram yeah it's like me so, when i put something up click yeah, it click, goes to both of them exactly yeah, yeah so there's nothing special there so instagram is basically the only platform that i use yeah uh, no nothing else i just want to thank my sponsors and all my followers i won't say fans because I don't like the yeah, words, yeah, but yeah.
1: supporters and followers yeah. for everything. So, And your sponsors, um, let's give them a quick shout out.
2: Yeah, it's Knocko uh, and barbels yeah. right? Noco is Swedish, right? Knocko is Swedish. barbels yeah. is the same company, same but company. they do bars, yeah, the bars and uh, milkshakes. Yeah. Uh, and same with Vitamin Well, it's the same yeah. company. They are available here in UAE. Mm-hmm. Smartshakes is the shaker bottles, mm-hmm. the best shaker bottles in the world. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, also Gasp Industries. Yeah. This does supplements, uh, clothing, our clothing, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, of course, I have a Protein House It mm-hmm. makes me my meals. So, and Protein House, if you dine in there here in UE, you get 25% discount. But if you mention my name, there you go. Uh, supplement, I don't have,
1: okay, no, oh, I, we, need to, we I, need to get the
2: supplements. I, I get supplements for free, but yeah. that's not a sponsor, yeah, yeah so exactly. I'm not gonna yeah yeah exactly if, if you want to be mentioned as a sponsor you, <laughs> you have, you to, have pay to pay me, me. that's it <laughs> that's the way that's so. the
1: way so Sana Sahara thank you so much for, for coming in thanks for having um, me time has flew we gotta do part 2 when you bring the Olympia medal yes um, inshallah with you and um, we gotta do another training session of course together yes um, I hope that doesn't mean I have to come to charge. no <laughs> to no no I'm here, but, uh, I'm here we'll
2: do it I have my clients in Dubai
1: boom then we'll do it for so sure. yes that's it cool Anything else you want to say to them? No, I'm super happy. Wicked guys. So Thanks. this is episode 11. And we'll see you soon. Boom. Wash your khram. Peace.